Welcome to Main Menu for Friday, November 28th, and this is Larry Turnbull sitting in for David Tanner, who's enjoying his vacation this week. I hope many of you have had a very happy Thanksgiving and hope all the festivities were fun and the food was good. Today we've got a couple of things going on with uh, our content today. First, we'll have David Woodbridge up with doing a voice dictation on Yosemite. After that, we're going to hear from Sandra from BlindSquare, who's going to demonstrate how to use BlindSquare with Google Maps. And then David Woodbridge will be back after that to demonstrate iBooks with Yosemite. So we've got a packed hour this week. And before we get into that, I want to go over a couple of uh, announcements here from ACB Radio. We're going to be having our holiday auction coming up on December 7th, so you'll want to tune in for that. It'll be on Sunday, December 7th from 7 p.m. Eastern Time, going till 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and that'll be broadcast on all streams. And you can go on the ACB website or the ACB Radio website and click on the holiday auction link, and you can find out what is up for bid at the auction and it'll have all the information on how to call in and make your bids if there's anything there that you're interested in. So without further ado, here's David Woodbridge. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Welcome to this demonstration of using voice dictation in Yosemite. And in Yosemite now, you can do both voice dictation and computer commands using the same functionality. So first of all, I'll show you where to turn it on for both voice dictating and giving the computer dictation commands. And then I'll give you a quick demonstration of both. So first of all, we need to go into system preferences. So I'm just going to go to my dock. Dock. System preferences. Open. 15 of 27. And I'm going to open up system preferences. System preferences. System preferences. Window. Preference panes. Scroll area. I'm going to press tab to get to the main first item in system preferences. General button. And I'm going to type in DIC for dictation. Dictation and speech button. Activate dictation and speech. Dictation and speech window toolbar. Move over to dictation tab. Dictation and speech window. Dictation selected tab one of two. Okay, and dictation is already selected. Move to the right. Text to speech tab. Use dictation wherever you can type text. To start dictating, use the shortcut or select Start Dictation from the Edit menu. Okay, now by default, to use the shortcut, it's the FN key twice to start voice dictation. Function key again once to stop the process. On my Mac, I've changed my shortcut key to either the left or right command keys. So let's get going to the right. Dictation. On. Selected radio button, one of two. Okay, so mine's currently selected, it's on. Now we'll keep going to the right. Off radio button, two of two. Yeti stereo microphone, menu button. Okay, so I'm currently using my Yeti stereo microphone. Use enhanced dictation, checked checkbox. Now you want to check the checkbox that says use voice enhanced dictation because it actually downloads the voice dictation files and allows you to use it offline. So if I go to the right again. Allows offline use and continuous dictation with live feedback. Okay, allows offline dictation, i.e. you don't need to be on the internet. If I go into the right. Language, English, Australia, language, pop-up button. Okay, and of course, being in Australia, I've got mine set to English, Australia. So that's all you need to check on in the dictation tab of dictation and speech. Let me just go back to the main system preferences screen. Back, 
System Preferences, Window, Toolbar. And press Tab. Leaving Toolbar Item Palette, General Button. I need to go to Accessibility. I'm just going to type A. Accessibility Button. Activate that. Accessibility Window, Toolbar. And move across to the table. Accessibility Features, Table. Interact with the table. Interact with Accessibility Features, Table. And go down to the bottom. Dictation, Dictation Image, row 14 of 14. Okay, so I want Dictation. So uninteract from the table. Stop interacting with Accessibility Features, Table. Go to the right. Dictation commands allow you to edit text and interact with your computer by speaking to it. Okay, so dictation commands allow you to dictate text and interact with your computer. Dictation commands button. There's the dictation commands button. Select dictation commands. In press dictation commands button. Interact with dialogue for window accessibility. English Australia pop-up button. Show commands for select a command or click add plus to create a new command. Okay, so as you can, so as you hit it, saying create a new command, etc. Let me just go to the top of the window. Show commands for, and then we'll go to the right. English Australia pop-up button. Okay, so show commands for English Australia. Search, search text field. Search field. Table. There's our table of commands. Select a command or click add plus to create a new command. Okay, select a command or choose plus or add to add a command to the right again. Add button. That's the add to add a new command. Remove. Dimmed button. Removed currently dimmed because I haven't got one selected. Enable advanced commands. Checked checkbox. And you need to check on this checkbox. Enable advanced commands. Done button. And there's the done button. So for example, let me just go back to the table. Table. Interact. Interact with table. Row 1 of 84. Okay, so there's 84 rows. If I jump down to the bottom of the table. Click less than item name greater than. Check checkbox. So you can Row check 84 of 84. So if I go up, minimize window, close window, check checkbox. I've got close window command. Save document, check checkbox. Save document command. Open document, check checkbox. Open document. New item, check checkbox. New item. Document. That's the document heading. And if I go up one more. Click less than menu name greater than menu, check checkbox. Click menu name. Hide application, check checkbox. Hide application. Quit application, check checkbox. Quit application. Hide less than application name greater than Hide check application, checkbox. and then the name of it, of course. Quit less than application name Quit greater application. than. Switch to less than application name Switch greater application. than. Application. And then the application's heading. So I was actually going up. So I was going down, it would say application, followed by those commands. Documents, followed by those commands that I first went through with you. Okay, so advanced dictation's already checked. So I'm going to uninteract with the table. Stop interacting with table. Jump down to the bottom of the window. Done button. And choose the done button. Closing dialog. And I can close this window, and I'm just going to use the normal command for the moment, which is command W. Divide finder, applications, window. Okay, so let's use voice dictation now. So I'm going to use voice dictation firstly to open up text edit. So in my case, I'm going to press the command key twice and say open text edit and then press the command key once. On a standard system, it would be the FN key, bottom left hand side of the keyboard twice. You would say open text edit and then press the FN key once. So I press my shortcut key twice, you'll hear a beep. Open text edit. Just press it once. Text edit, untitled.rtf window. And now if I start voice dictating a course, so same command again, shortcut key twice. This time I'm going to voice dictate and then the shortcut key once to complete the instruction. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush never to be seen again. Full stop. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog and raced away into the bush never to be seen again. And now if I want to select that, in this case, I've only done one thing, so I'm just going to cheat and say select all. So shortcut key twice, the command, and then shortcut key once. Select all. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Selected. Okay, so that's now selected. Okay, now I've added a speak it command. So if I want to actually check what I've just highlighted, I can say this. Speak it. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. 
Okay, so I can actually tell what I've actually selected. And of course, if I press now the delete key, selection deleted. I've got rid of it. Now, the other thing that I use the speak it command for is when I'm on a website and I want to read a document with speech, I can put it in the reader command and say speak it to read out the screen. So I'll just give an example of that. Let me just bring up Safari. So I'm going to use the shortcut key twice again, command shortcut key once. Open Safari. Safari, top site window. Okay, I'm just going to open up the Sydney Morning Herald here in Australia. Open location. And www.smh.com.au. Australian breaking, 90% loaded. Internal link. Okay, let me bring up some news. So do the heading command to just go through headings. Internal link. Skip to heading level 3 link. One fear dead in both accident report. I'll activate Prep. that. 90% loaded. Heading level 2. Search SMH. Okay, and I'm going to use the reader command to strip out all the HTML code. Show. Zoom out button. So now I'm going to use the command to select all. And then I'll say the speaker command. Select all. Select all. Okay, and now speak it. One fear dead. Another injured in boat accident. Report. Sydney boating accident. Police and emergency crews are on the scene. Photo, John Reed. One person is feared dead and at least one other injured after a boating accident in Sydney's northwest, 9 News has reported. Video on 9news.com.au shows a speedboat partly submerged with paramedics and police on the scene. At least two police cars and two ambulances are on the scene, and the Westpac rescue helicopter was used in the rescue. The accident is reported to have happened at South Maroda, near Windsor, with one person. Okay, just shushed up voiceover then speaking. Now, I won't go into how I did the speak it command, but basically what you do in system preferences, accessibility, dictation, and dictation commands. Just choose add. You do the name of the command. You choose the function that it's going to perform in what application, and I choose all applications. And there's a choose control. Under the choose control down the bottom, there's a keyboard function. And all I did for the speak it command, I just put in the shortcut key option escape, which is the speak it command. So in effect, I'm doing command A to select all when I say select all, and then I'm doing option escape when I say speak it to speak out what's been highlighted on the screen with that keyboard command when I invoked it by saying speak it. Okay, so we're still on Safari. Let me quit Safari by just saying quit Safari. Quit Safari. Finder, desktop. Okay, back to the desktop. And another one that I love using this particular one for is to bring up the voiceover utility. So if I do the shortcut key twice, open voiceover utility. Shortcut key once again. Voiceover utility, voiceover utility window. Okay, and of course I can quit that. Quit voiceover utility. Macintosh HD. Let me say I open up my downloads folder. Downloads. Now in Downloads window. And I can also say this, so saying quit application, I can always say, say close window. Close window. Close window. Now in desktop. And of course, click Apple menu. Now what you'll find with this one, it actually doesn't speak when it's moved to the Apple menu. So if I go right now. Finder menu, eight items. Back to the left. Apple menu, nine items. Okay, you can tell that I've actually done it. So that completes this demonstration of using voice dictation on your Mac to do voice dictating and voice commands for your computer. And remember that you need to turn both things on in dictation and speech and in accessibility dictation. If you want to see more of the commands that you can use for voice commands to your computer, when you go into accessibility dictation commands, you can go through the whole table there and look at other commands that are available to you, as well as using the add or plus button to add your own custom commands to those set of dictation commands. So for example, as you saw with my one, I use the command speak it to activate the option escape command, which reads out anything that's actually highlighted on the screen. And I did that with the article from the Sydney Morning Herald.
So that completes this demonstration of voice dictation. As usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash Main Menu. Makes you sense. What's around? Hello, my name is Sandra, and I would like to welcome you to this episode of the Blind Square podcast. Today, I would like to show you how you can use Google Maps together with Blind Square. As most of you will know, Blind Square doesn't offer turn-by-turn navigation. However, you can use it in conjunction with third-party navigation apps that offer spoken turn-by-turn directions, and so you have. Blind Square announcing points of interest and intersections and these third-party navigation apps providing your directions. I will show you how to use Blind Square to enter your destination in Google Maps. I will also show you how you can look at a route in advance in Google Maps so you can familiarize yourself with it before you start to travel. And I will also show you how you can do this when you're not at the start point of the route. And then Alan Robbins invites you to accompany him on a walk that he took with Google Maps, just to show you what kind of announcements you get with Google Maps. When Google Maps has been installed on your device, you have to start it once before you can use it in conjunction with Blind Square. I will do this now. Google Maps. Double tap to open. Google Maps. Welcome to Google Maps. By using this application, you agree to the terms of service and privacy policy. Terms of service. Link. Okay, we won't read these now, but you can. Privacy policy. Link. And you even should. By using this application, you agree to the terms of service and privacy policy. Selected. Help us improve Google, including traffic and other services. Anonymous location data will be collected by Google's location service and sent to Google, and may be stored on your device. Button. And you can decide if you want this. I don't. Accept. Button. And here's the accept button, which I will double tap now. Sandra Pills. Sandra, 9-1. Continue as Sandra. Button. Sign in with a different account. Button. Okay, for some reason it recognizes me, maybe because I have had Google Maps installed on this device before. Continue as Sandra. Button. Otherwise you can either, I think you can also use it without a Google account or you can log in if you have one. I will continue as Sandra. Continue as alert. Allow Google Maps to access your location while you use the app. Now Google Maps asks if it can access your location information and of course you have to let it do that because otherwise it won't know where you are and it can't give you directions. Your location will be used in Google services such as search, directions and navigation. Don't allow. Button. Of course we... Allow. Button. Google Maps. Menu. Button. And since we're all set to go now, I can start Blind Square. I use the beta version, but your version will behave exactly as mine. BS beta. BS beta. Search. Button. Double tap to perform a search. Now I will look for a nearby destination that we could walk to. I Share places. Search place at my places. Search. I go to my Double places. Tap to open the GPS my places accuracy list. is poor. 65 meters. My places. Zoo house. So I'm now in my places, and here's a list of all 
the places that I've saved. Doctor, Gunba, 470 meters at nine o'clock. Okay, this is our family doctor and I will just use this point to show you how it works. There are two ways to launch navigation. I can now double tap the name of this place. Select Doctor, Gunba, for her. And look for the planner route button. Doc edit, category, start track, planner route, button. And double tap Double tap this. to send coordinates of this place to a third party navigation app installed on your device. Or I can. My places. When I'm in the, in the list of places, double tap and hold the name of the place. And this will save me the time I need to locate the button on the place summary screen. Post. Doctor, Gunba, 480 meters at 9 o'clock. I double tap and hold. Alert. Select action. Doctor, Gunba. Start tracking. Button. Planner route. Button. And here is the second button in the menu that just opened. Alert. Select navigation app. Now I can select the navigation app I want to use. What you see here depends on what apps you've got installed on your device. Navigan Europe. Button. So I've got Navigon. Google Maps. Button. And Maps. Button. Maps. This is Apple Maps. Okay, and since this podcast is about Google Maps, I will open that. Google Maps. Button. Residence. Search. Search. Dr. Gunner is selected as a destination. Starting navigation application Google Maps. Google Maps. Back. Button. Okay, Blind Square has now opened Google Maps and sent my destination to Google Maps. Driving mode, button. Public transport mode, button. Selected. Walking mode, button. And here I see different buttons where I can select the mode I need and I want... Selected. Public track. Selected. Walking mode. Walking button. mode. You may have to select what you want to use here yourself. Okay, now I flick on to the right. Cycling mode. Button. Ah, cycling mode. We don't need that. Wilder Rathenor Strass 80. Swap start and death. Wilder Rathenor. Okay, that's our street name. It's a German one. That's why it sounds funny. Swap start and destination. Button. Yeah, we don't want to swap start and destination because we want to walk from here to the to the doctor's office. Snarslebener Strass. Button. Swap Snarslebener Strass. Okay, that's uh, the name of the street. Uh, where the office is, and again, it sounds funny because it's German. Walking by while the Rathenor stress. And here we hear the route. This is the route we can select. I can double tap this. Start eight minutes, six hundred and fifty m. Via while the Rathenor stress and Lindenstrasse. Expand to see more information. And I can double tap this. We can look at the details of the route here. But I will show that later with the route that Alan will be taking. I will double tap the start button now and then we will hear the first announcement. Google Maps navigation is in beta. Use caution. Please keep your eyes on the road and obey applicable laws. Do not manipulate this application while in motion. Directions may be inaccurate, incomplete, dangerous, not suitable, prohibited, or involve crossing administrative areas. Data is not real time and location accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Okay, this only appears when you use Google Maps the first time. Selected. Don't show again. Button. Yeah. Cancel. Button. Accept. Button. And we need to accept this. Continue on to Walther-Rathenaustrasse. And the phone vibrates once. And since I don't want to subject you to more German street names, Alan will later show you what kind of announcements Google Maps provides. And now I will show you that you cannot just look at a route when you are at um, the start of a route, but you can also simulate a route to make yourself familiar with it before you travel. Alan has been kind enough to send me the start and end point of his route, and I will simulate this now for you. He's near New York in Gloversville, and he walks from uh, 34 Armand Street to his home. And I've got these points he shared with me in my places, which is open now. And I will open the start point of the route, which is 34 Armand Street. 34 Armand Street, 6,123 kilometers at 5 o'clock. Swipe. 
Select 34 Almond Street, 6,123. And now I will simulate this. Show on map. Simulate this location. Button. Double tap to simulate this place as your per- Your new simulated location is 6,123 Okay. The background noise tells us that simulation is on. I will go back to my places. Shared places. My places. Search. Sorted by distance. Head 34 Almond Street. About zero meters. This is Swipe up or down to select a where, what we are currently simulating. Home, Gloversville, 210 meters at 3 o'clock. And this Swipe is down to select a Alan's home. Home, Gloversville, 210 meters. I've opened this now and we'll look for the planner route button. Home, edit, address, favorite, start track, planner route, button. Double tap. Double tap to send alert. Select navigation app, maps, button, Google Maps, button. Uh, we want to use Google Maps. Shared places. Home, Gloversville is selected as a destination. Starting navigation application, Google Maps. Google Maps, back, button. Driving mode, button. Public transport mode, selected. Walking mode, cycling mode, button. 34 Armand Saint, Gloversville, NY 12078, USA, button. Swap start and destination. Button. 49 S. Kingsborough Gloversville, NY 12078, USA. Heading southeast. Button. So you've seen we've got our start and end point here, just as before. 49 S. Walking by Woodward Ave and S. Kingsborough Ave. 3 minutes, 0, 2 miles. And this is the route that Alan takes. I will double tap this now. And display more information about this route. From 34 Armand Saint to 49 S. Kingsborough Ave, button. Preview, but 3 minutes, 0, 2 miles, via Woodward Ave and S. King. 3 minutes, Double 0, 2 miles. Preview, button. 34 Armand Saint, head south on Armand, 100, head south on Armand Saint toward Woodward Ave. 100 feet. Turn right onto Woodward Ave. 0, 1 miles. Turn left onto S. Kingsborough Ave. Destination will be on the left. And these are the instructions that we can see beforehand. So all you have to do is double tap on the route for some reason twice. And then you will see a list of instructions. And now we will hear Alan actually walking this route. He will also describe a bit when the announcements come and if they are really at the turns that he takes and so on. And um, you will see that they are not very detailed. If you use Apple Maps, you would hear more detailed instructions. But listen for yourself. Hello, this is Alan Robbins. I am going to be taking you on a short walk demonstrating the turn-by-turn -turn announcements that Google Maps give you that Sandra has been discussing. Heads out. Okay, let's see when we get the direction for this first turn. Turn right. Okay, we are still probably 70 feet from the corner. Okay, we're now at the corner. And we've crossed the street. Now the next uh, intersection, which will be South Kingsborough Avenue, will be probably about 400 feet. The one thing I didn't care for is when we turned from Almond Street onto Woodward Avenue, it only said turn right. It did not tell you the name of the street.
And again, that was probably about 70 or 80 feet from the corner as we're almost at the corner. Okay, we are here at the corner. As you can hear a little bit of traffic today. So just up the street here a bit we'll be at our destination. And there we are. We've reached our destination and it would be, I think, helpful if the Google Map announcements gave a bit more information, but uh, it can be helpful. Thank you, Alan. I have edited this recording, so you didn't have to listen to the parts of the route where Alan just walked and nothing much happened, but... I did leave the sections alone when Google Maps made an announcement and uh, until Alan reaches the corner so you can hear how far in advance you get the announcements. As you can see, there are not always street names and um, the announcements aren't very detailed. You can expect another podcast about Blind Square and Apple Maps and there you will see that Apple Maps provides more detailed instructions and some aspects of them can be very helpful for blind travelers. However, Google Maps sometimes suggests better routes. So if this level of detail works for you, you can as well use Google Maps with Blind Square. You may have noticed that there weren't any Blind Square announcements in this recording. This is because Alan hasn't used Blind Square but only Google Maps to make it. This is because we wanted you to be able to hear the Google Maps announcements only, so you can better compare them when we do a next podcast on Apple Maps, because they're different. If Alan had used Blind Square the way I showed you, then he would have heard Blind Square announcing the intersections in the background, and he maybe would have also heard points that he has recorded in Blind Square announced by Blind Square. I hope this has been helpful for some of you to get started with Blind Square and Google Maps. It's free to try, so just download it and take a walk in an area that you maybe know so you can see how it behaves. And then maybe at some point you would also like to try it in unfamiliar areas. And I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us on Twitter at BlindSquareGPS, all one word. Or you can subscribe to the mailing list if you want help. And to find out how to do that, go to www.blindsquare.com help. Or you can also write to support at blindsquare.com. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Makes you sense. What's around? The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Welcome to this demonstration of using VoiceOver with iBooks in Yosemite, and of course Yosemite being the latest OS 10 10.10 and in this demonstration I thought I'd show you in the iBooks application downloading a book from the iBooks store accessing the book once it's been downloaded reading the table of contents and of course then reading the book so let me first of all say that I've got my MacBook Air turned on voiceover is running and I'm currently sitting at the desktop of my Mac so I've got iBooks currently sitting on my dock so if I go to my dock with the voiceover command VOD or Control Option D. Dock. iBooks 10 of 26. Okay, and I've already got it in view 
on my dock. If I didn't have, I could arrow to it or just do IB for iBooks. Of course, to activate it from the dock, it's VA spacebar, control option, spacebar. Prep iBooks, iBooks, window, bookshelf, table, has keyboard focus. Okay, so we're on the bookshelf table. Now, I'm actually just going to do VR left arrow, control left arrow for the moment, because I just want to show you what else is on the screen. Toolbar. And it's basically the toolbar, and inside the toolbar, if I interact, shift VR, down arrow, shift control option, down arrow. Interact with toolbar, seven items, iBook store, button. So that's the iBook store that I'm going to activate in a minute. So if I go to the right with VR, right arrow, control option, right arrow. All books, radio button, one of five. Okay, so we've now got a set of radio buttons. We've got all books. Collections, radio button, two of five. Collections. Authors, radio button, three of five. Authors. Categories, radio button, four of five. Categories. List, selected, radio button, five of five. List, which I've currently got selected myself, and that's with, of course, the VA spacebar, construction spacebar. Search text field. And that's the search text field to search for a book in my bookshelf. So if I interact with that... Stop interacting with toolbar. And of course, to interact with the toolbar, that was shift VO up arrow, shift control option up arrow. And if I do VO right arrow, control right arrow... Bookshelf table. We're back to the bookshelf table. And if I interact with that quickly, shift VO down, shift control option down arrow. Interact with bookshelf table, row 1 of 545. Okay, so row 1 of 545. That's how many books I've got in my iBooks. And you can go across the row and, of course, go down. So if I go across the row, VR right arrow. Title, One Three Day War, Demon Stone Chronicles, number six, column two, row one. Okay, that's the title of the first book. And being in a list view, it's all in alphabetical order. So I've got title, that's column two. Author, Richard S. Tuttle, column three, row one. Author. Category, children's fiction, column four, row one. Category. Collection, books, column five, row one. Collection. Last read, column 601, empty cell. Last read. Date added, 27-8-2014, column 7, row 1. Date added. Size, 1.2 MP, column 8, row 1. Download, download from iCloud button, column 9, row 1. Download from iCloud button, which is the last column, column 9. And because it says download from iCloud, I can tell it's not currently on my Mac. I need to access it off iCloud. Okay, so that's enough of the bookshelf for the moment. It's going to uninteract. So shift VR up arrow, shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting with bookshelf, table, column one, row one, empty cell. Now, rather than having to go back into the toolbar and activate the iBook store, I'm just going to do it from the keyboard shortcut, shift command H. Store home, now in iBook store, featured window, library, button. Okay, now I'm just going to show you quickly what's on this screen before we start searching for a book or an author. So we're on the library button, and if I did VA spacebar now, that would take me back to the library screen where I had my bookshelf. So if I try and go to the left, I can't go any further. And then if I go to the right with VA right arrow, control option right arrow. Back, dimmed button, forward, dimmed progress indicator, featured, selected, radio button. And we've got featured. Top charts, radio button. Top charts. Categories, radio button. Categories. Top authors, radio button. Top authors. Search text field. Search text field, and that's it. Okay, so I'm going to interact with that toolbar. That's what it actually went into straight away. So to uninteract, shift, VO, approach, shift, control, option, upper. Stop interacting with toolbar. And if I do VO, left, option, left arrow. Full screen button. Then VO, right, control, option, right arrow. Toolbar. Okay, so if I want to read the current item I just got off, it should say Toolbar. So that's VOF3 or Control Option F3. Toolbar is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, now if I go to the right. HTML content. Okay, that's the HTML content area, which contains currently the books that are currently featured because it was selected in the toolbar. And of course, to interact with the HTML area, I could do Shift VO Dano, Shift Control Option Dano to interact and read the featured books. But we want to search for a book. So rather than have to go back into the toolbar again, I'm just going to do Command F for find a book in the iBook store. Find search text field. Okay, now I'm going to search for one of my favorite authors, Mercedes Lucky. So I'm typing her name in now. Mercedes Lucky. And press Enter. Mercedes Lucky. Selected. 
Okay, so that's done the search. Now I'm still in the toolbar area. So I'm going to interact with the toolbar area. Control map arrow. Stop interacting with toolbar. And then do VR right arrow, control right arrow. HTML content. Okay, there's our HTML content area. And hopefully that will now have the items for Mercedes Lackey's books in the HTML area rather than the featured books as it had before. Interact with HTML content. Showing results for Mercedes Lackey group. Okay, showing results for Mercedes Lackey. And of course, I did the interact command with shift VO down arrow, shift control option down arrow. Now, I'm actually going to read these books by heading. So I'm going to do VO command H or control option command H. Heading level four, books. Heading level four, link. Closer to home, the Herald Spy, book one. Okay, closer to home, the Herald Spy. Heading level four, link. A tangled web. Tangled web. Heading level four, link. Brain ships. Brain ships. Heading level four, link. Foundation. Foundation. Heading level four, link. The fire rose. The fire rose. So I'm actually going to jump to the download button for this book. So I'm going to do VO command J or control option command J. Zero dollars and zero zero cents download the fire rose button. Okay, now I've already purchased this particular book. So if I do VO spacebar control option spacebar. Press zero dollars and zero zero cents download the fire rose dimmed button. Okay, so now it's dimmed while it's actually downloading the book to my bookshelf. If I now want to jump back to my library, rather than having to go back to the toolbar and activate the library button, I'm just going to press Command L to jump back to my library. Library. Now in iBooks window, bookshelf table. Okay, there's our bookshelf table. And of course, I want to find the book I've just downloaded. So it's called The Fire Rose. So again, as I did with the online bookstore, I'm just going to do Command F find again. Find search text field. Now I could either type in Fire Rose or I can type in Mercedes Lackey. So I'm going to type in her name to see what other books I've got by her as well while I find that book I've just downloaded. So I'm going to type in Mercedes Lackey and hit enter. Mercedes Lackey selected. Okay, so now rather than my bookshelf containing all my books in my bookshelf, it's just going to contain the books that I've just searched for, in this case by Mercedes Lackey. So let me interact with the search box. Stop interacting with toolbar. And VO right open trumps and right Bookshelf table. Okay, so now if I interact with the table, shift VO dinner, shift and trumps and dinner. Interact with bookshelf table, row one of six. Column one of nine. Okay, so I've got six books that were found by Mercedes Lackey. So if I do VO run out control option run out for title. Title, Arcanum 101, column two row one. So that's Arcanum 101, going down, VO down, control option down. Brain ships. Brain ships. Closer to home, the Herald Spy. Close Book to one, home. Dragon Rider. Dragon Rider. Foundation. Foundation. The Fire Rose. The Fire Rose. So that's the one that should have now been downloaded, but I wanted to check it before I try and access it. If I do VR right arrow control option right arrow. Author, category, collection, last rank, date added, size, download column nine row six empty cell. And I can tell it's been downloaded because that cell is now empty. It doesn't say download from iCloud. So I press enter. Now in the fire rose window, library button. Now I'm now looking at the screen that contains the book so we're back on the library button again so if i press vo space bar on that i'd go back to my main bookshelf again let me just jump to the top of the window again close button and we'll go through vo right arrow control right arrow minimize button zoom button library button table of contents button okay it's table of contents notes button notes appearance button appearance search button search Add bookmark button. Add bookmark. Show bookmarks button. Show bookmarks. Previous page button. And here's the controls for the book. Previous page. Pages 586 to 587. Scroll area. Okay, pages 586 to 587. So you can tell I've actually read the book. Now, I'll show you something about that scroll area in a minute. Let me just go to the next control. Next page. Dimmed button. Next page, because there's two pages more to go in the book. Page 586. Page 586. That's what current page we're viewing. Page 587. Page 587. No pages left. Dimmed button. Okay, no pages left. Okay, so let me first of all go to the table of contents and we'll select the beginning of the book 
and then I want to give you some information about that particular scroll area that contains the pages that are currently being viewed and I've currently got my view and that's of course under the view menu set to two pages so I'm going to table of contents and rather than going to go back to that control for table of contents I'm just going to press command T show table of contents window table page 584 epilogue selected table page 584 <laughs> epilogue. epilogue okay that's the last of the book okay so i need to interact with the table of contents and of course that's shift vo down arrow shift and drop and down arrow interact with table row 17 of 17 okay row 17 of 17 i'm going to jump to the top of the table of contents and of course that's shift vo home page six prologue row so one of 17 prologue if I do V, I down a option down arrow. Page 15, Chapter 1. Okay, that sounds good. Chapter 1. And of course, to access the chapter, via spacebar, contraption spacebar. Press Chapter 1. Now, what I've noticed sometimes when I've chosen a chapter, the view will either move back to the table of contents button or it'll move to the actual book view. Okay, so if I just do VR left or control left arrow now. Show bookmarks button. And back to the VRA, option one Previous page button. I was on the button for the previous page because I just moved off the left and back to the right. So previous page. And now if I do VR right arrow contraption right arrow to the scroll here which contains the viewable pages for the current part of the book, as in beginning of chapter one. I'm just going to leave it to say scroll area in the pages, and then you'll notice it will just start reading automatically. Okay, because I'm moving now to the right. Via right arrow, control option, right arrow. Pages 15 to 16, scroll area. Chapter 1. Rosalind Hawkins answered the door with her entire being in a knot of anxiety, expecting yet another aggressive creditor. She schooled her face into a calm she did not feel. Outside, the dreary, drizzling day was giving way to another dreary night. The home that had once been her sanctuary was now under siege. Okay, I've just stopped it with the control key. Now, if you want to read page by page, or in this case, two pages at a time, because that's what I've got, got my view set to. If I do VR right arrow control option right arrow. Next page button. And I choose the next page button. It'll go to the next page or next two pages and start reading automatically again. Press next pa pages 17 to 18. Come to such dire straits. Neither did I, Rosalind said simply, as she sat down on the matching chair, groping behind her for the arm of the chair to assist her. While he was alive, his salary at the university paid the bills, and the extra... Okay, I've just stopped again with the control key. Now let me go back to the previous page. So VR left arrow, controls left arrow. Pages 17 to 18, previous page button. Okay, so previous page, and I'll do the same thing. I'll just activate the previous page button with VO spacebar, control and spacebar, and you'll see it'll start reading automatically again. Press pages 15 to 16, chapter one. Rosalind Hawkins answered the door with her entire being in a knot of anxiety, expecting yet another aggressive creditor. She schooled her face into a calm she did not feel. Outside, the dreary, drizzling day was giving way to another dreary night. Can I just press the control key again? Okay, so that's if you want to sort of read manually. If you want VoiceOver to read automatically as it does in documents and so on with the VOA or Control Option A command, you can actually interact with that scroll area, which is actually the book. So I'm going to go back to the scroll area with VO right arrow, Control Option right arrow. Pages 15 to 16, scroll area. And I'm going to interact with the scroll area. Now, of course, I just hit the Control key and stop it reading those pages that are viewable. So interact. Shift VO down or shift control option down arrow. Interact with text, chapter one. Okay, and I just press the control key. So now that I'm interacting with the scroll area, I can use all my voiceover commands, not just VOA for continuous reading. Of course, if I did VOA now, control option A. Outside, the dreary, drizzling day was giving way to another dreary night. The home that had once been her sanctuary was now under siege and no longer hers. How long must I bear this? Okay, just the control key. And of course I can read line by line, word by word, character by character. The thing to keep in mind about this scroll area is the fact it's actually the book. So you can actually scroll up and down inside this area to read the entire book if you wish. And of course, if I did just sit here and let VOA or Control A do its business and read continuously, I could actually read the entire book. Okay, so let's say for example, I finished reading the book. 
I can now just do Command L. Library. Now in iBooks window, bookshelf table. And I'm back to my bookshelf table. So if I interact with the bookshelf table. Interact with bookshelf table. Row one of six. Column one of nine. Okay, I'm back to my previous search table. Stop interacting with bookshelf table. Column one, row one, empty cell. Arcana 101. Okay, but if I want to clear my search, what I normally do is go to the find. Find Mercedes Lackey search text field. Okay, and that because that was my previous find, that was Command F, of course. Press delete. Selection deleted. Okay, and now uninteract. Stop interacting with toolbar. Okay, and the VR rudder option rudder. Bookshelf table. And interact with the bookshelf table. Interact with bookshelf table. Row one of 547. Okay, I'm back to my entire bookshelf that I can either manually select a book by going down the rows or down the books or doing another search for another book. And of course, to quit iBooks, it's Command-Q. Desktop, Macintosh HD. And that completes this quick demonstration of what it's like to now use iBooks in Yosemite using VoiceOver, a lot more accessible than what it used to be. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Main Menu. David will be back next week. And from all of us here at ACB Radio, wishing you a happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and lots of great stuff coming in December. Remember to stay tuned for the ACB Radio auction on Sunday, December 7th from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Talk to you next week. <laughs>